Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Premier Chelsea, source for all things Premier League, and in today's case, the Women's Super League, uh, but starting with Chelsea first, and I'm joined today by Ray. Ray, welcome back. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while since the World Cup. Um, it's yeah. been a, yeah, a good month or so um, since I, that's finished, and yeah, getting ready for obviously Sunday where we kick off it and all starts again. Yeah, I mean, I think we tried to connect after the final, didn't really get your thoughts on the final, um, but a lot has happened since then, not just in our lives, but in, in the world of, of football, soccer, um, and we're not going to get into some of those things because we don't want to make it too too political, but um, Chelsea women are back this weekend, they've been back for the last month or so, like you like you alluded to, preseason, won a few games, traveled a little bit. Um, so let's start with the news today and then maybe we'll work our way backwards and then build up to the weekend. Uh, so today, finally, I think the worst kept secret in, in the game in terms of who's going to be the next Chelsea women's captain after Magda left, uh, earlier this summer, uh, Millie Bright announces captain. What are your thoughts? Fully deserved? Was she the obvious choice? Uh, and she obviously did captain England during the world cup as well. Yeah, I think it was the obvious choice. Um, I think, you know, after Magda left, Millie was all, Millie was the vice captain anyway. Um, so I think it was the, the kind of right progression for her. Um, I thought she did a really good job of captain England through the World Cup, obviously, without Leah Williams in there. So, yeah, I think sensible decision. And, um, yeah, looking forward to see her take, uh, take charge of the, the squad this year. Yeah, and, and when we say it's the obvious choice, it's not just because she was... Uh, you know, playing next to Magda or kind of like the understudy. She, she's been here for a long time. She's been here since 2015. She was signed from Doncaster Rover Bells. Um, and she's come in and kind of worked her way through and, and become that leader that we've, we're looking for. Uh, and then add to that her international experience as well as just her relationship with some of the squad members. She, she definitely was the right choice. And, um, I'm looking forward to seeing the team under her and under her leadership uh, and what she can bring, because this is almost a moment for her to not only step up as a leader, but also step up her game because she's now got to lead by example. And again, I'm not saying she didn't do that in the, in the past, but uh, it's just good to see that she's finally getting the, that, that platform to be that leader um, and maybe lift a few more trophies now with the armband uh, on her. So um Let's move on to maybe the preseason, then we'll come back to building up to the Spurs game. So uh, Roma in the preseason game, I believe you were there, and that was at the bridge? Uh, it was at Kings Meadow. Kings Meadow, uh, I, I, yep. Kings Meadow, and yeah, it was it was a good, it was a really good game of football to watch, actually. Uh, we ran out with a 3-2 win, um, came from behind twice, um, which was, it's good to kind of see that kind of fighting spirit. Um a bit shaky at the back, but I think it was pre-season. We had a lot of the new, the new, new players in the side, so I think you, you know, they're going to have that betting in period where it's not going to be pretty straight away. Um, goals, um, Guru opened her account with a, a great finish um, in the first half. Lauren James scored one of the best goals I've ever seen at Kings Meadow um, from about twenty-five yards out, just dipped straight in over the top of the keeper. Um, and then Aggie Beaver Jones, one of the youngsters, got a got the winner when in stoppage time. I think it was right at the end. So a good performance. Um, good to see some of the new players on, um, and and also good to see some of the young players come in as well. 
Um, but yeah, no, good good starts. Roma are a good side with that they showed that last year in the Champions League. So um good to get a win because they're they were kind of I think their season's already started, so or it was a lot closer to starting when we played them. Yeah. So it was um good to see that you know we we could still beat them at that point. Yeah, and look, it's it's <laughs> It's typical Chelsea, right? Leaving it till the end uh, to win a game and sure it's preseason, but uh, you and I connected in preseason last year yeah. and we lost that first game, uh, but then we won the second one. So yeah. uh, that's just, I guess, the emotions of being a Chelsea fan. But preseason's obviously about building the fitness and, and building the chemistry, especially with five, six new players in, in the squad. Uh, and you're almost transitioning now over to um, having these players in there versus some of the, the older names or, or names that have left. Uh, and when I say older, I don't certainly mean by age. I just mean names that have been around the team for a while. Um, but you, you've alluded to the new faces, and, and maybe we should talk about the signings. Me um, official, we spoke about the last couple of episodes. You and I were together, Ashley Lawrence, uh, Kat Macario, Hannah Hampton, and there's a reason I've left one name till the end because I know I'm going to butcher it, so I'm going to let you say it. <laughs> oh, let me take the fall. Uh, <laughs> Tioka Nuskin. Yeah, I, I, we saw uh, Ashley Lawrence played, and uh, Nuskin came on as a sub, and me official started as well in that Roma game. Um, so, yeah, it was good to see. Uh, good to see them. Ashley Lawrence looked really good. Um, I was really impressed with her. Um, she was kind of in the back three. Um, Nuskin came on, uh, I think she came on just after half time um, and kind of slotted into the midfield. She looked good, you know, looked like a good player. Mia Fischel wasn't 100% convinced. Um, missed a couple of chances, but, you know, it's going to take time to get used to the English game. So, um. So, yeah, we'll see how she gets on. I think she just made her debut for the US. She uh, did, yeah. In a friendly game, you guys. Or I don't know if it was a friendly or whoever you played recently. Um, but I saw she made her debut. So, um, so yeah, no. It, they look good as new signings. And I think Macario is still coming back to fitness. Um, and obviously, Hannah Hampton is going to be one of those. Is, is kind of, a I think, a keeper for the future, really. Because um, I think she'll kind of slot into that third keeper slot. Um Heinberger and Musevich. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment, but that's not to say that she won't get game time because exactly. we have multiple competitions and we know Emma Hayes likes to rotate even in the goalkeeper position. So um, it's an opportunity for her. And uh, maybe the idea is to have a long term plan with a younger player and, and coming in and kind of learning the way along the way and, and transitioning into one of the top two spots for that position. But, um, and you're right. Yeah. Mia Fischel don't make her debut, uh, for the U S women's team, which was, uh, nice for her because she's having a, a, a great summer with moving to her, her club that she supports and now making a debut for her nation. So, um, hopefully that kicks her on into the season, but let's move on to the Spurs game, actually this, which is this weekend. And let me share some stats with you. So, Head-to-head, uh, -head, Chelsea women against Tottenham Hotspur women. Seven wins for Chelsea out of seven. 18 goals scored, four conceded. And our most recent match was a 3-2 win uh, away on February 5th. So um, we seem to enjoy playing them. And 
Uh, we're playing them at the bridge this time around, uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, and what are you expecting? Let's just talk about the crowds and, and, and what's going to happen in terms of being at the bridge. We've seen numbers turn out at the bridge before for a women's game. But with the growth and with some of the new signings and the fact that maybe the men's team isn't having the best time, uh, fans may show up just to see uh, Chelsea win at the bridge. Yeah, I think so. I'm hoping it'll be a good turnout. Um, I'm not actually sure how many tickets they've sold so far. Um, but I mean, I've, I've been at the bridge when we played them. We played them last year at the bridge, um, beat them 3-0. Um, and a couple of seasons before that, we played them at the bridge as well. Um, so I think it'll be a really good atmosphere. I mean, it's a London derby. Um, it's the opening game of the season. Obviously, you're coming off England having a really good run at the World Cup as well. Um, so the the growth of the game in, in England is is it's just it's going through the roof, and um, I hope we get a good turnout, and obviously even better if we can get a good performance because it's been a while since we've seen one of them at the bridge, really. <laughs> I like how we can uh, take a dig at at the other yeah. side of the house, yeah. but it's true. No, it's true. It's uh, it's something that has been an issue on on the other side, but. Uh, for the women, at least, this is going to be they're going to be playing a minimum of seven games at the bridge, yeah. uh, which is great because we've seen in the past that they've played a few games at the bridge and maybe with scheduling conflicts and Chelsea being uh, in the Champions League on the men's side and, and making it deeper in the competition prevents some of the women's games from being playing at the bridge. But um, it's just good for the club to have give the opportunity to the fans to come and see them. Uh, at the bridge and maybe have a bigger crowd versus the Kings Meadow, which in itself is is a good stadium. Um, Ray, before we maybe dive a little bit deeper into into this game, the club have decided and and been pretty uh, visual about this. They've put up the women's trophies as well in front of Stamford Bridge, which shows uh, that they are invested. They are proud of the history and, and the success. Um, as a fan that's followed the club for a while, how do you feel about this recognition and move from the the new, the new ownership group? I think it's huge. Um, personally, I think it's a massive step in the right direction, and I think I think the team deserve it. I mean, you know, the success they've had over the last kind of four four or five years has been unprecedented. No team's done what they've done in terms of that kind of a run, um, and I think it deserves the recognition that you know. Outside Stamford Bridge, I've seen it. It's great. It looks brilliant, and you know, and the club should be proud of this team because they are, you know, rightfully champions. You know, yeah, and and not just domestic champions, but winning uh, winning cup competitions, making it deeper into the Champions League. Um, and sure, people can can banter us for not winning it yet, but you kind of have to go through the experience and maybe some of the heartbreak that we've gone through as a club yeah. to eventually take that step and and make it. Uh, to that dreamland but you alluded to it we're playing spurs second time uh, at home uh, at the bridge in consecutive games um we've not had the best start in terms of start to a season we did lose to liverpool last season which i do remember um do you expecting that kind of a? I mean we dominated that game we just we just couldn't find the net i believe um are you, I, it just with the occasion, with the new signings, with being at the bridge, I just feel like Chelsea are going to turn out and and be too much for Tottenham. But uh, maybe I'm just a little deluded. 
No, I don't think you are. I think I, I, I mean, the last two seasons we've lost the first game and gone on to win. Um, but I'd rather not start like that. Uh, <laughs> I'm right. I'd rather, I'd rather just have a really solid performance and get a good win um, under the belt. And I mean, as you say, we've won seven out of seven against Spurs in the last in in history. So I don't really see us not winning. Um, Spurs obviously they don't even they don't have Beth England she's out injured um, so I mean I think I would be pretty confident for a Chelsea win on Sunday and I think as you say with the atmosphere of the bridge it should be it should be a cracking game and yeah I mean the thing is there's no easy game in the WSL now that's the thing that's uh, true like all the teams are really improving um, but we should still have too much for Spurs on Sunday I hope yeah, and and I was going to bring up Beth England too because if if I'm not wrong, and I saw the right stuff online, she is the captain for Tottenham right now. Yeah, she's been made captain for this season. Yeah, yeah. So that's again not just a great player, but also someone that they may lean on as a leader or someone to make something happen out of out of nothing. And she's missing, which is unfortunate because uh, we tend to not like a lot of Spurs players, but that's one that. And that we do like because she has Chelsea history and she left on some good terms. Yeah. Uh, so we wish her a speedy recovery and hopefully with well, the next time we play them, she'll be she'll be available. Um, but yeah, so we've spoken about being at the bridge. We've spoken about what the atmosphere will be like. We've spoken about some of our thoughts around what we think should happen with Chelsea coming out and, and getting the win. Um, but maybe we talk about the starting eleven and who or maybe the new faces you think will make it, or if uh, Emma Hayes goes with some of the, the players that have been here for the last few seasons. Uh, but let's start in goal. Who do you think starts? For me, I would start Musevic. Um, I think coming off the back of the World Cup, um, like she had some incredible performances there. Um, she played the first half against Roma, where we actually conceded both goals. Um, but there was no way she was stopping either of them. There were thunderbolts into the corners that you know no keeper in the world would have saved them really um i think musevic starts i just think i i really rate her i think she's a cracking player um i think she'll be really important for this side going forward yeah and it's it's a it's a good headache for emma hayes to have because like you said she had a great world cup uh burger also is the first choice or mostly plays most of the, the bigger games um, so who does she go with? And, and do you go with Muskovic, who has had a great kind of summer, and give her that kind of boost to be like, we'll give you the run of games to see what you do? Or do you bench her, which will affect her maybe a little bit? Yeah. Uh, and, and when you need her, that may be something of an issue where she's like, doesn't have the most confidence because she was dropped. Not dropped, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a headache for, for Emma Hayes, but she usually finds the right answer and gets the team motivated so it doesn't matter who's playing they're all all behind them uh formation wise um ray what are you thinking traditional kind of what we've been seeing from emma hayes with um and it's funny last preseason i was like are we playing a back three when i got to got to interview her and she made it a point to tell me that we weren't uh but then throughout the season i would see the formation and maybe at least on paper it looked like that so what are you thinking I mean, I, I mean, it's a tough one because I don't generally don't have a clue what Emma Hayes will do half the time. Um, I mean, we kind of played a bit of a back three against Roma um, with Jess. I mean, my my back three would be Jess, uh, Jess Carter, Millie Millie Bright in the middle, 
and then probably Ashley Lawrence on the other side. Um, but then you could also play, you could also have Anik Nowen in there as well, because um, obviously she's back from her loan. Um, and then kind of, kind of almost play wing backs really. Um, but yeah, I would say probably a back three. Um, but then I'm trying to think who actually would fit in there because I mean, you Ashley, Ashley Lawrence is probably more of the wing back role rather than the right. um, rather than a centre back. So you probably would play Anik Nowen potentially um to, to take over from Magda kind of in that kind of position I would probably say is um Kadisha Buchanan injured I completely forgot about Kadisha Buchanan <laughs> that, 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 that would be the person that would fit in there yeah yeah Kadisha yeah. Buchanan would fit in there um Jess Carter Millie Brighton Kadisha Buchanan that's that's who it would be yeah, and honestly, I didn't mean to ask you. Like, yeah. I wasn't trying to be sassy. Yeah, um, I was just trying to make sure that she was she was available, and I, that's why I was like, is she? Maybe you knew a little bit more than I did. Yeah, but, no, um, no. I think yeah, I think Millie Bright and Buchanan would be would be the first choice. But again, you just you just never know. No, no. I think I think those two would be the first choice. Um, yeah. they, they were towards the end of last season, so I think that it would make sense to kind of go with continuity and, and put those two back in again. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's move on to midfield. Um, I think Aaron Cuthbert is just a name that you always have on the team sheet next to Millie Bright. Um, so in the other position, is it Melanie Neopolds or Jesse Fleming or someone else that you're, you're thinking of? Well, I mean, I think Aaron's actually out. Um, there you I go think, now. You see, so you yeah, have the scoop think, there. Yeah, I think Erin's out. Um, she didn't play against Roma, and then she wasn't in the Scotland squad for the last couple of games either. So I think she's out. So I don't see Erin playing on Sunday. Um, there's been nothing announced by anybody that I've seen, which is the really strange thing. But Erin Cuthbert wouldn't miss Scotland, England, if unless she was injured. That is the only reason she wouldn't be playing in that. So yeah, um, so I think if, I mean that midfield is stacked now. I mean, <laughs> you could play a, a, a variation of you know you've got four really good players there now. With I mean, Erin obviously out, but in that group you've got Erin, Melanie, Sophie, Sophie Ingle is is in there as well, and Jesse right. Fleming. So it's a really hard one to call. Um, I think you know. As I say, any of them would do a good job in there. It's a really tough one to try and pick who'd go. I'd probably say maybe Melanie Leupoltz, just because I think she's she kind of played quite a lot towards the end of last season, so I'd probably oh, put yeah. her in there. Um, I would love to see Jessie Fleming get a good run of games. Um, she just captained Canada in their game and the internationals, so I think it'd be really nice to see her get a, a proper run out as well. Yeah, I and and she's one of the names that I think a lot of us would like to see more of because um, whenever she comes on or whenever she's given the opportunity, she does give you a seven or eight yeah. out of ten. Uh, but I think it's I I, I don't want to like I don't want to say that it's uh, Emma Hayes feels like she can't really start her because she has. But when you have some of the names that you mentioned, it just is a different characteristic and attribute that comes with them but yeah i'd love to see uh jesse fleming melanie Neo leopolds came back you know she was away had a baby she came back like you said she played a lot towards the end of last season she went away for the world cup germany got knocked out but i don't think she featured much 
uh, in that team. And then she went on to re retire from the national team, uh, which I'm a little bit sad because like, she still has a lot to offer. But on the flip side, I just feel it's better for Chelsea because now we'll just have her available and she's not going around every every month or so at the international break. And personally, gives her more time at home, which I think may have been the ultimate reason. But um, how much of a boost is it just to have her for the full season? Yeah, I'm, I think it's massive. Um, I also think with the, obviously, German, the German team are really struggling at the minute. I mean, obviously, knocked out the World Cup in the, in the, uh, in the group stages and then with um they lost they lost their first game in the nations league as well so i think it might have been kind of a, a bit of a reshuffle of that german team as well um so i think that might have something to do with it but having her for the full season without having any international commitments i think it's huge for us um it'll be a really you know have our fresh legs when when we need her yeah and and again if it's <clears throat> It's she's not one to shy away from the struggles that you know you've mentioned with Germany, but I do think it's more driven by the fact that she would just like to spend a little more time at home with with yeah. her family. So, um, but yeah, great for great for Chelsea. Let's move on to the attack, and this is where it, it gets a little more interesting. I feel like every time we move up into a different position, uh, it gets even more even more uh, exciting because. We have Sam Kerr, and, and I say we have Sam Kerr kind of just like it's not a big deal, but it is yeah. a big deal because Sam Kerr is Sam Kerr. But then we have Lauren James, we have Guru Wrighton, we have Fran Kirby, who is also back. Uh, we have uh, Katarina Macario that we've mentioned. We have Joanna Wrighton Kinneard. Um, so we're, like you said we have a lot of options in midfield. We have a lot of great options up top as well. And, and saying that Jesse Fleming could maybe even play on the wing or, or be an option um how much of a headache is this going to cause for emma hayes it's it's a selection headache and a half <laughs> um i think it's it's one of the i mean it's probably one of the most stacked kind of attacks in in world football really um how you pick i mean you could pick any of them in a variety of positions that's the other thing i mean i think guru starts on the left i don't really think right. there's any question there I think Sam Sam Kerr obviously starts up front, no question there. But then that's when it starts to get quite interesting. Do you play Lauren James out on the right? Do you play her in the middle? You know, where does Fran slot in? Because I think right. Fran's going to be hugely important this season. Um, hopefully we can keep her injury free, touch wood. Because um, when she played against Roma, she looked brilliant. She looked really strong. Um, so we need to keep her fit. So it's a case of do you manage her minutes maybe in games and but then as you say there Jesse Fleming can play that kind of attacking midfield role. Um obviously Ritten Canary can play out on the right as well. So yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a really tricky one to call. Yeah, and it's it's a tricky one because you look at it and you're like Sam Kerr is a is a name again with with uh, Millie Bright and and Aaron Cuthbert when she's fit, that is just on the team sheet. But it, it brings up the question now: is is Sam going to be playing every game? And I, I I took a second to to almost pause and think about that question because I'm like, why am I even asking that question? But it's because we just have so many options now, and and I do think to start off, we will see, like you said, Guru Sam and maybe Lawrence James. Uh, but as we as we move ahead, getting Fran back fit and going, and and getting 
Katarina Macario integrated into the squad and into the league and into the country, we will be seeing more of them. And that's where maybe the headache will come in. But it's a great problem to have because you'd rather have these options than be wondering, does Sam have to play 90 minutes every weekend or does Guru have to play 90 minutes every weekend? Uh, and maybe you then can focus on on some of the other competitions. I'm not going to name them, uh, but we all know which one I'm, I'm referring yeah. to. Um, so, yeah, it's it's looking like it's going to be an exciting season all over the pitch. Yeah. Uh, but I said it's looking like because I am aware of, of when it looks great for Chelsea, things don't kind of fit right away. So, yeah. um, But let's get some score predictions, Ray. Tottenham at home, first game of the season. We typically lose and then go on to win the, everything. Um, can we win first and then also continue to win everything? Yeah, I think we'll win on. I think we'll win on Sunday. Um, I think I'm, I'm going to go with quite a big scoreline. I think we'll win four nil. Um, as we've just run through that attacking line, I just think it's going to be way too much um, for Tottenham this year. Um, yeah, I'm going to go four nil. I this season's going to be. It's going to be a tough season. I think. I think there's. I mean, I don't think United will do much because um, I think obviously losing Russo, I think that's going to be a big blow for them. City, you never know which City team is going to turn up. Um, they only made one signing in the summer, but I think Arsenal will be a really tough challenge this year. They'll have all the, their players coming back from ACLs. Yeah. They've made some <laughs> huge signings with obviously Russo, Elistet, who looks like a brilliant defender, and Chloe Lacasse as well. Um, and obviously they're now not in the Champions League either, which part of me is kind of happy about, but part <laughs> of me is actually quite annoyed because that means they're going to in domestic, they're going to try yeah. and obviously they'll be such a strong side. But you know, I think it's gonna that's what makes this. I think this season is going to be one of the best seasons going because there's going to be a few teams that are going to be really up there, and I think also Aston Villa don't rule Aston yeah. Villa this year. Because they've once again made some really strong signings and they looked good last year, so it's going to be a good year. I think. I think it could be a really, really big year. Yeah, and and even the names like you mentioned with United losing losing Russo, but again, you never know. The team may come together that might that might motivate them to do even better, uh, and that might be something that that gets them uh, further up. And yes, I do agree with you, Arsenal. Um, You've turned their going out of the Champions League into kind of a positive. I was going to almost start bantering them. Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. It's absolutely right. Because we Champions League does take a toll on, on yeah. your squad, does take a toll on uh, with injuries, with the minutes played and all of that. So being in it is great because we every good yeah. team wants to be in it. But when you're not, you can almost look at it differently. And, and like you said, with all the players coming back, with the players they've added, you expect them to close that gap. Um, so it's really up to Chelsea that they start off right, start off with the win and and continue to build on that because there's going to be no room for yeah. error, especially with the team like Arsenal behind you. Uh, and what we've seen from Chelsea in the last few seasons is it almost ends up going uh, to the last day of the season and they have to go almost seven, eight, nine, ten games winning, yeah. uh, which has worked and i hope it continues to work but you just can't rely on that so 
um some of the games where we drop points it'd be nice to to pick up those points and and not have to worry about it towards the end of the season but that's the beauty of the the league and and the game is you just can't predict these things but i do i do agree with you i think i'll go with the three nil uh for chelsea let's start off well let's get some good momentum uh and then we see what happens uh later on in the season i'm gonna push you for kind of like a top three maybe even a top four prediction uh, and then we can wrap it up. Yeah, I think, um, as I say, I think I don't think I think teams are going to take points off other teams that maybe you wouldn't expect this year. I don't think it's going to be a season where if you win, you know, if you only lose that one game, you'll win the league. I think teams are going to drop more points this year. Um, I think if I go top four, I'm going to put Villa in fourth. I think I think Villa will surprise people this year. Um, I think in third, I'm gonna go with City. Um, Man City, I think, I think they'll have a solid year. I mean, I think not have once again not having Champions League will benefit them. Yeah. Um, and then top two it will be us and Arsenal. Um, I I would lo- I'm gonna say us to win the league again. Um, but I think it's gonna be it's gonna be some it's gonna be some race this year. I think it's going to be neck and neck most of the way. And I really hope it doesn't come down to the last game of the season. <laughs> way to United, and that's just not somewhere I want to go on the last day, knowing yeah. any of the results. Because <laughs> that will just be very stressful. Yeah. Well, hey, stress and, stress and Chelsea go together. But very yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I was trying to think of any other team that maybe I'd slide into into that fourth spot uh, because I do think it's going to be Chelsea, Arsenal, City. Um, but maybe a United, but we yeah. just don't know. Maybe a Tottenham when Beth England is back. But Villa do seem to be that outside of that traditional top four, top six to to push uh, and claim that top four spot. But like you said, anyone can take points from anyone. And uh, we'll just have to focus on our business until maybe later on in the season and, um, and then think about what's going on with the rest of the league. But... Um, some of the big games for Chelsea City away um, on October 10th, uh, yep. October 8th, I believe. Um, Arsenal later on, United at home, City at home. Um, and the reason I'm a little confused is because Ray sent me the dates, but he's written them, I oh, believe, in the British way. And obviously, I'm, I'm a little used to looking at it in the American way with the month first. Um, so I'll let Ray kind of talk through this. Yeah, yeah, there's a kind of the, the kind of big kind of usual top three, top four games. Um I think I mean we play City and Arsenal at home in the second round of the fixtures, which I quite like. I'd rather play them at home second and um and then obviously Arsenal away is always a big game. Um I'm guessing that'll be at the Emirates this year. I mean they're playing I think they're playing five or six league games at the Emirates this year, so they're playing a lot of games. A lot of games there, so um, that's always a fun day out to the Emirates, ish. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, so yeah, there's some big games, and obviously we've got the Champions League draw coming up in middle of October. So I just hope we don't get the group of death like we got last year. So, but we got through it last year. We but did. We did a, a bit of a smoother kind of, you know, <laughs> not such a stressful draw would be nice. So, uh, so yeah, big games, you know, and obviously City away early on. I mean, that's second game of the season, so that'll be quite a big test. I mean, when we went up there last year, we probably put our worst performance of the season in, so 
Um, it'd be quite nice to see that not go that way. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. And, you know, it's another, another good season and fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers, fingers crossed indeed. Uh, and maybe by the end of the season, I'll learn how to read your dates again so that we don't have this, <laughs> this issue again. Uh, you know, what's funny is I grew up with the, the day, the month and the year. Now yeah. I've lived here for almost 15 years. And it's always like the month, day, and year, and that's how my brain kind of functions. <laughs> um, but it's all good. We'll 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 learn to work with each other. We'll, we'll work season. on that. Yeah, we'll work on that. Um, but yeah, I, WSL season starts. Uh, before we wrap it up, I do have to say that the Kings Meadow Chronicle is back for its second season. Uh, Dean and and um, some of the guys involved with that are doing a great job. And we're at the Premier Chelsea are, are happy to kind of share if you haven't already seen it. We are sponsoring it again this season. Uh, so do pick up a copy. You can get a PDF copy online. You can pick up a copy in person at the games if you're listening uh, in London or you're going to be traveling uh, to the games this season. Um, and check it out because it's content from, from fans all over the world. And it's good content. It's content that... Um, currently doesn't exist around the women's team. And this just highlights uh, what is going on with Chelsea and, and the women's team and, and the growth of the, the club. So do pick that up. Ray, any parting thoughts from you? You'll be at the game Sunday, right? Yeah, I'll be there on Sunday. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting back into it again. Um, it's been a long time since it's been, uh, get, it seems like a long time since the season ended last year. So yeah, looking forward to getting back into it and uh, hopefully another good season for the, for the girls. Yeah, and hopefully they'll uh, take another picture of you because we saw you sneak in, not sneak yeah. in, you were kind of front and center of that post that Chelsea put out. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, I'm sure Ray has it up on his his Instagram. Yeah, there um, somewhere, yeah. <laughs> but it's Ray Travels the World. He'll be at the game on Sunday. You can uh, follow him, check out the stories and the behind-the-scenes um, content that he brings and uh, we will be back with another episode, uh, but do subscribe to us at the, at the Premier Chels on all podcast providers, Instagram, and on Twitter. It's at Premier Chels. We're also on YouTube. Uh, this video should be out shortly. Um, and yeah, we will be back, Ray. Uh, but until then, stay safe and up the Chels.